0: What up friends? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today is episode 52. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Brian Nicholas Jewelry. They are Westmoreland's best-kept secret for all your jewelry needs and they're located conveniently inside of the Pawn and Jewelry Exchange right in downtown Greensburg, right down the road. Their husband and wife team, Brian and Ashley, they're there to bring your jewelry ideas to life and make the jewelry buying experience something that you won't soon forget. They're there to help you out with all of your jewelry repairs, engagement rings, just because gifts, or appraisal needs. On site, you have a master jeweler and a certified appraiser. You don't have to send those things out and then wait a couple days to hear things back. They're right there at your fingertips. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Brian Nicholas Jewelry, or you can just stop in and say hi at the Pawn and Jewelry Exchange. There's convenient parking right there at the pawn shop. You won't have to go search for a parking spot. So, uh, what are you guys waiting for? get down there and check it out. This episode is also brought to you by Greensburg Video. If you and your company are in need of social media videos, web videos, broadcast TV commercials, anything that you can think of that has to do with photography or video, you can hit me up at greensburgvideo.com or gbgvideo.net. If you know me, you know my heart is local, and what I like to do is take that level of production from those big brands that I've worked with and bring it to the local market at local prices. Also, don't forget that you can advertise on this very podcast. If you're interested in that, reach out. All right, today we're checking out a local band called Somalia from Greensburg. Let's do it. Welcome to the local a for a podcast in 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the local podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hauser. Today in studio, we have the band Somalia. We have Brian and Jay. How are you guys doing? Doing
1: pretty well, thanks. Doing good? Yeah.
0: All right. (laughs) So in terms of the band, uh, you guys have a pretty interesting story about when you started the band. Uh, If you guys want to go into that, that would be
1: uh, fun to start. Uh, If you can believe it actually started on Craigslist. Really? Yeah. Oh
2: my God.
0: Sort of. I thought <laughs> you were going to mention the part that it
2: was before a global pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing ever, both,
1: both nothing
0: are... ever good starts on Craigslist. But this is the most like,
1: this is the craziest part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it, it is uh, in some ways. Um, I, I had been working on just a project for fun with a few of the other guys that are currently in the band. And it was kind of dissolving a little bit. And we didn't have a lot of direction, and we were uh, just just sort of messing around. So I just started browsing Craigslist, looking for people who might be interested in um, doing something. And, uh, and Jay, do you remember what you wrote? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I was browsing Craigslist, desperately looking for a band, so <laughs> we were both not just not like a fully formed band, but that's sort of what ended up coming across because like I said, they were like, he said they were sort of a unit already. So um I think that sort of jumped ahead a couple steps that typically have to be made otherwise whenever it's just two people connecting for making music. So, yeah.
1: And a lot of the, the stuff when you're browsing Craigslist, you just start to think, why, why am I even looking through this? Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> so so I I don't know your your post really jumped out and and I just said hey I'm I'm interested in yeah. in doing some stuff and um we should get together and chat mm-hmm. and then I said where where is it convenient to meet I'm in Greensburg so I'm, I'll drive to Pittsburgh or whatever <laughs> and and I think your response was just like you're kidding I'm in Greensburg yeah. too that's awesome how
0: that yeah, works that, that sometimes.
1: was great. And we should mention this was in like what? Well, technically, I think
2: we we met before the new year. I want to say it was like sometime, December. Yeah, sometime around there, December twenty nineteen.
1: So. Um, and then we just started to get together, um, like Saturday mornings, just sort of saying, "Oh, I have I have this part. What, mm-hmm. do, you, what do you want to do with that?" And and just sort of throwing ideas back and forth. Yeah. Um, and then bringing in the other two members. Um, of the band. Zach and Ben. <laughs> Zach and Ben. <laughs> and and just starting to piece things together there. And then everything kind of changed.
0: Yes, hit, hit COVID. COVID uh.
1: <laughs> I
2: thought you meant like artistically everything changed. And it opened <laughs> this wide <laughs> vista of wide vista of creativity.
0: I'm sure I'm sure it did. Yes. It's possible. Um so I guess when you guys found out about COVID and just like the idea that you couldn't kind of be that unit together.
2: Yeah,
0: How did you guys, how did you guys uh, like challenge that?
2: I think um, the the first thing was every, nobody knew it was going to last until November. I mean, you know, right, yeah. basically, I mean, the first thing was, well, we'll hold off practice for a couple of weeks. You know, <laughs> that's, that's sort of what it was. It wasn't a realization, right. It, you know, in the, on the 15th of March that, all right, we got to sort of change gears and think of a different way to go about this. It was just like, all right, well, we're not going to have practice for a couple of weeks because of this. Yeah, Um, And it
1: was pretty early on. So we were still, I think we only had like two or
2: three practices before it all happened. So um, that's sort of the timeline of that. And I, the other, the other part of that is that I had, I had hung out with Brian a couple of times, but I had only sort of met, um, Zach and Ben like those two or three times before then. So we were starting to put all this together and then like starting to do the stuff that, you know, band <clears throat> bands do, which is putting together websites and writing about, you know, like writing band biographies. And I'm sort of like, sort sort of know these guys. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: And then from that, I think we started to discuss as things got longer and longer um, with the lockdown we started to discuss maybe doing quarantine versions of the tracks that we had started right uh, and in some ways that's funny because we did three right yeah so we did three quarantine versions of, of tracks which really sound totally different from what we perceive our live shows will sound like <laughs> and and so in some ways it's strange because we have, we have some stuff out there already, but we almost feel like it's not really completely representative of what this live show. Right. Will eventually sound like. Um, the first one was the Mm barbore, which, um, Jay sang, I did the the guitar part for, and then my wife actually plays cello. And so we arranged a cello part. And so she kind of filled in there to really give it some, some color and maybe separate it as a quarantine version as opposed to the live. Um, and then after that, we did something slightly more electronic, right? yeah, did, with uh, my hypocrisy, right? Which again
2: was, I mean, there's a different version of it, which is the band playing. Um, we ended up sampling the the drums on that from, from so Ben is actually on that track, but it's sort of sampled demo drums of him. Mm-hmm. So without getting too technical, but yeah, yeah. It,
1: yeah. it was that one was pieced together from something that, that Ben and Zach and I had previously worked on um, and was never finished. So we had bits and pieces and we had this great drum beat that Ben had done. And I took a sample of that and, and looped it to build into. So it's a little bit alive and just a few uh, digital uh, treatments on that to build around. Cause we couldn't get together. Yeah.
0: What I think is interesting, listening to your music, I immediately started to think that you know you guys aren't a typical band. It's 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 technical. You guys are you guys are technical, and the fact that you're talking about looping and digital aspects of your music and things like that those are those are things that I guess are pretty popular now. Um, back, you know, back in the early two thousands or things like that. Only like really big bands were like really sampling things live and using like loop pedals and things like that. So it's, it's very, it's a very cool sound. I really enjoy, uh, the music. Um, whenever you guys first emailed me, I, I told Jay, I said, the the song put me in mind of an old raspberries tune called go all the way. And I really, really love that song. It's just like the the indie rock vibe that you guys have. Feels like you know you it could go harder, but it doesn't. It stays, and it's so nice to listen to. You know what I mean? Like, do you guys see that being the way? Like you said, that might not be representative of what your live shows are going to be. Are you guys typically like harder players? Like, do you guys like get a little louder when you're when you're live? Do you get a little bit more? Into it, emotional things like that.
2: Um, I think apart from like, there's we've we've since been able to get back and rehearse, begin rehearsing again, mm-hmm. um, just to flesh out the songs in that band format. But um, the the song, you know, so we have songs that aren't available; they're not out there yet. But um, I've noticed it, it being a lot of um, you know, there's the stuff that we have out there, and then we have more songs that are that go in very unexpected directions um even just for like a guitar rock band it's just the the composition is is really um sharp and uh, angled sometimes <laughs> so uh it it does go in in directions that I think people won't be expecting uh, once they hear Kasingle for instance mm-hmm. which we did the music video for which is basically like you know as Commercial sounding, I think, as a as a indie rock band can get. To be honest,
1: or at least as we're going to get. As yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think we we do, we will have a tendency to have a a more dynamic live show, mm-hmm. um, both in in the sense of like a heavier sound, but I think also we do try to balance some of the the more involved tracks with just a, a sort of volume dynamic between. And I don't mean like the conventional um, sort of loud, soft, loud, soft, you know, first <laughs> right. chorus, verse, chorus. We we really try to build a little journey in each track. Uh, I think in some way,
0: it's definitely unique. Like I I love listening to it. That's what you had sent me a, a message on Instagram first, I think, and I and I missed it. And then you followed up on email and I said like, man, I'm glad that you followed up because very persistent
2: like that. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. It was, it was really cool uh, to listen to. We were actually heading to a wedding uh, the Saturday I got the email and I was like, you know, just laying there waiting for my wife to get ready. And you know, I'm just (laughs) scrolling through email and I was like, what's this? I listened to the music and I was like, Oh man, this sounds really awesome. And uh, it's just, it's really cool. And like, going back to my point, like just the terms that you guys are using composition, things like that. You're not a garage punk band. We can tell, you know, you guys are, you sound at least as though you're <laughs> trained musicians and things like that. So like, talk to me about your education in music. Things huh. like, how did this, how did this start for each of you individually?
1: Um, I think my music education comes from osmosis, uh, cause like I said, my wife, she's a, she's a professional musician. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's and the real deal. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, I'm actually self-taught, although my background is in visual art. Okay, uh, and I think when you make a lot of stuff, uh, you still need some sort of other outlet. Um, I, agree I, I think that. some, you know, some people who, who don't have creative outlets, search for a creative outlet as a hobby, but when you're, career is a creative outlet you need a different creative outlet and so for me it, it tended to be just sort of making music um very quietly on my computer in my apartment when i was <laughs> yeah. a student in college
2: it's like an updated version of that talking heads thing where they all went to RISD and then started talking heads yeah. <laughs> sure so um i i attribute most of i'm sorry i attribute um I attribute pretty much everything to the fact that I have uh, music genes in my family. I typically do that um because on both sides uh, my parents were not musicians in the prof- professional sense at all, although um it, it, not not music not recording musicians or, or mm-hmm. very creative musicians, but um they were musicians and I think that uh funneled down the interest to me and funneled down the fact that we had guitars in the house um from the 60s <laughs> and so you know the 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 elements were there and i think that's that's what uh did it for me
0: yeah i think i mean it's it's pretty clear just listening to the music that you guys are are very good at what you do oh, how nice. long how long have each of you been playing sure i mean you from a from a young kid jay
2: yeah um yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, I'm trying to think. Probably around like middle school. Okay. Um, I always always sang uh, because that's easier to start first. But yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, just really off and on since probably high school. Oh, okay. Um, and just find an old used drum set and and just put on some headphones and try to play along. Like that, <laughs> yeah, that, that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> that's learn, cool. Let's
1: learn all the Beatles songs that you can.
0: Right. That's kind of, like, where I see, like, so you guys can play multiple instruments. Okay. That's what that's kind of, like, what I'm talking about. Like, you know, the typical garage punk band guy, that's, yeah. <laughs> I was in bands, you know, since I was in junior high, and I would love to play drums. I can't make my extremities do things differently. I just can't. It well, like I mean, my-
2: we can't play everything either. Right, I yeah. I, I don't know if, I don't know actually, if Brian, I don't know if you play any piano at all or keyboard. Inst- well, you, you you play keyboard, but I don't know if yeah, you play. Yeah, I mean, I can find my way around yeah. the chords. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I can't. I can't play drums. I can't play drums at all. So (laughs) it's it's hilarious. I can like I'll sit there like if I'm at the bar or something and a good song comes on and I'm just like somebody will be like, "Do you play the drums?" I'm like, "Nope, not at all. Mm. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing." (laughs) And it's just like, "Nope, I'm just drunk." Yeah, just kind of like (laughs) playing. I'm really
1: enjoying the tune here. I have uh, I have really high hopes for for my son to become a drummer. He's seven right now, and you know you, you always get those people who. Threatened to buy your kid a drum set for Christmas, <laughs> I'm like, well, this is, this is the one that we've been looking at, right? Long.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I actually, uh, we went to Tennessee last weekend, and I got uh, our youngest a set of drumsticks, and that was kind of his his intro into like, am I like, are you interested in this? And he's been banging them around in his room and stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm gonna get him a little pad before Christmas, but I already scoped out an electric kit that I think I'm going to get them. <laughs> yeah. So I can turn that shit down. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That actually, I asked Ben, you know, at what age can you start teaching children and, and, uh, and what should I do? And he, he said about seven or eight. And pretty, yeah. I and mean, he, he said, get them sticks and a pad. Mm-hmm. Start with that.
0: Yeah. It's it. I mean, I think music overall is just uh, one of the most important things that, a person can really get into like whether you're into it uh as a listener or as a musician themselves like it's just like it's such an artistic way to just define a path in your life like I mean if you're a hard rock guy or whatever or just an eclectic guy like you like everything that's kind of like me I'm I really just enjoy like anything melodic if it comes together and, and rings this bell in my head that says, like, ooh, that was catchy. I love it. I don't care what it is. And it's just, like, it's so fun to listen. And that's what I got from Kasingo. I was just like, oh, man, this is really catchy. I like this good. a lot.
1: You know, I think psychologically, in some ways, it's a good way for people to tap into their own emotions. Um, you know, when you when you hear a track, it, it kind of conjures thoughts and feelings and, and emotions and, and actions and, um, you know, whether you need – to listen to something sad, or get pumped up, or whatever, music is always so involved in that way.
0: Yeah. How did you guys end up shooting the video for the single? <laughs> very, I'm like, I'm kind of like interested. Very sincere. DIY. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know the the iPhone 11 takes really good video. It does. Um, and so we set up several of those in multiple locations for multiple shots. Did some run throughs um then moved those phones into different locations and did the same thing and we we played along to our our own track we kind of mimed it and um and then he put it all together uh, yeah and then <laughs> I put it all together and which yeah. so was on. like the hardest part <laughs> yeah
0: so that's so. what I do in real life i make the vi- i own a video company oh okay and so yeah that's what i was wondering like especially in the in the covid Thing, like how you guys were shooting and,
2: and all of that kept stuff. It, kept it minimal. It yeah. Very minimal.
1: Yeah, it was just the four of us. There was nobody else. We set everything up on tripods. Actually, for a few of the moving shots, um, we gave <laughs> away c- Giving away all our secrets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tips and tricks. Um, what we did was uh, I would film a couple of um, sections of the song- Uh, filming Jay close up and getting the other two guys in the background. And Mm -hmm. then we would switch and Zach would do the same with me in the background in those clips. So it looks like, you know, when, when it's all melted and edited together, you can't tell. Right. Yeah. One person's not actually there because the shots happen so fast.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. There's tons of like, you know, especially the like DIY stuff like dollies and stuff like that. We used to get uh, wheelchairs from, (laughs) From the thrift store. Yeah. Now they have electric skateboards, which, well, one used to be hanging right there. It's in my car now. But those things are awesome. Like I use it for a lot of shots and stuff. And now there's drones and all kinds of yeah. crazy shit. But I'm telling you, like the iPhone is, they're great. I know. And I love to see people creating with iPhones because it kind of goes, uh, you know, it, it shows you that you don't have to have, you know, a, 15 thousand dollar camera cinema camera to make something really cool and i think that's my favorite thing uh it's just like letting people know like hey you can get as creative as you want with the stuff that you have
1: yeah yeah you and know? i think you know for as much as i'd love to have every bo- boutique pedal that exists right yeah uh that won't mask um just a boring riff
0: <laughs> right yeah it's really awesome. I mean, like, so in terms of the future, I guess, you know, that song, you guys only got together in January of 2020, mm-hmm. and and Kasingo has been on uh, 105.9 The X. Yeah. You know? I mean, okay. that's that's awesome. That is pretty cool. That was, that, that was good. It was unexpected, but... <laughs> right? That's a hell of an achievement, Jay's, I think.
1: Jay's persistence. Yeah.
2: That's, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I've been been peddling stuff for long yeah. enough so
0: <laughs> you do craft a nice email I really do appreciate it. first time I've ever <laughs> been
2: recognized for that <laughs> well let it be here
0: now but I think I that's really cool that you guys like got that on the radio and especially in this year because it's I mean if you want to like uh delete all the months or weeks that you guys hadn't been together I mean you guys have only been together for a couple months yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's that's insane
1: yeah, and I, I think we're still trying to build a repertoire. Yeah. Uh, I mean that we're definitely still trying to build a <laughs> repertoire. Um uh, and I, I think that uh Kusingle is probably a pretty fair representation of what that song would sound like in a live setting yeah. too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's why yeah, that's
1: why we didn't really build
2: it as one of those quarantine versions because we were all able to record it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: No, it's 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 really neat I think just like in the fact that you guys all we're kind of in greensburg already. That was wild. It's uh, have you ever run into each other? No. No. That's yeah, it's so wild, uh, such a small
1: town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. And we we kind of would run with the same circles, I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: That's so cool I don't have a large
0: circle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a circle's for, That's for, probably uh, our
2: problem. It's
0: yeah. More well. of
2: more of a point than a full circle, I think.
0: <laughs> so like in terms of the future, I guess, like are you guys starting to kind of look around and see like, Hey, maybe we could play a show at this location or, I mean, are you guys starting to think into the future here?
2: We can play a show and we are going to be playing a show. Nice. (laughs) We're going to be playing a show at the recently opened green beacon gallery here in Greensburg. Nice. And the reason that I'm springing that on you here, as opposed to having emailed it to you in one of my finely crafted emails is yes. that we just found out earlier this week that we have a date for that. So that's going to be uh, Sunday, December 27th. Uh, it's nice. going to be live streamed. So it's not going to be, there's not going to be a crowd there. Mm-hmm. They have a live stream set up there. So uh, we'll be getting ready for that. That's, that's the future as of, you know, the next couple of weeks for us. So
0: that's exciting. I mean, it's real cool, and the Green Beacon is. I mean, those guys are awesome. They it's a lot of fun. Awesome, yes, yeah, they're a lot of fun. I go. Uh, I saw Adam Adam Fitz down there a couple times.
2: I'm um, yeah. I I, yeah. I do know Adam. I was um, I don't know if he's still. Well, his wasn't a podcast. His was more like a video show. Yeah, but that was about a year ago uh, when he was doing the four song things. I mm-hmm. I talked to him about a song <laughs> uh, about a year ago. So.
0: It's really neat. Yeah. He's got all kinds of cool ideas and it was fun to have him in here and just like, you know, talk to somebody that, you know, wasn't, he moved here from Chicago oh, and just like, he seems like the guy that's been around forever because he knows everyone and he's yeah, friends with everyone. And it's like, thing, yeah, what the hell you moved here from Chicago. I've lived here my whole life. <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't have, great. I don't have as many friends as him. I what know. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Are you guys like, have I mean, did you grow up here? Do you know like the the significance of like the Greensburg music scene and what it used to be back in the day and yes yes yeah, I do do you I mean it's <laughs> like this place used to be like rocking you'd go into toads and you would see like famous bands just sitting there having beers and it's like that was something that I think I took for granted when I was younger I just we would see uh I mean not that at the drive-in or anything is local but they were here all the time. Yeah. They felt like a local band. I would just be like, "Oh yeah, we're going to see them again." And it was nuts. Like it's crazy. To, and then to have like The Juliana Theory and Zayo and uh like Seasons in the Field and things like that, like pensive things it was just such a humongous scene here.
1: It was, yeah, between here, Latrobe and Derry.
0: Yeah. The talent I guess that's around here is just like, you know, it's it's really cool and then like when that whole thing like died off it just, it's nice to see bands coming back into the area and things like I was talking to Adam and he said like, he's got like tons of friends that are just like, Hey man, I'm starting to, I'm starting a punk band again. Mm-hmm. And it's like these guys that are like in their forties who are just like, I want to do so. I have time to do it. Let's just do it.
1: But that, that was kind of the thing back then. It was, it was almost this sort of like perpetual peer thing where, mm-hmm. you know, everyone just, that's what you did. You just started yeah. a punk band. <laughs> and and the the venues were available and they were all ages shows so it was so easy to yeah. that's going to be the hard part put the, something together and, and just just go and do it yeah you know i think there was so much that um was kind of taken from like the whole dc discord scene mm-hmm. uh, where where everyone was would see what was happening there and and, and just do it here yeah
0: it was wild i mean just to think back like man i was like 12 13 14 years old going with like my older friends to see these shows and i was like man this is awesome so like we obviously wanted to start our own band and and things like that and it was just so much fun it was it was a blast to like get to know like all the musicians around here and hear stories like i said it's real neat to see just uh you know a bunch of people really getting into another music scene here in Greensburg. And I hope to see you guys like doing really well around here. I think it would be awesome.
1: Yeah. I I think, you know, we're hopeful too, that things will start to open up probably. Well, I mean, I can't make it. I can't (laughs) make calls, but I mean, I did see that, um, smalls is starting to book bands into the spring. That's good. And I don't know, maybe they really trust Pfizer, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> or something at this point, but um but that that's hopeful.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have hope that Green Beacon is gonna be the place that should have been all this time. You know, like the uh were you familiar with like the dairy theater? Oh yeah. Okay. So like yes. that's where I think I grew up in terms of like seeing live bands. I was just like, whoa this is awesome. You can go in there and buy like a slice of pizza for like 50 cents and like see amazing bands. And you got really inundated with the culture of music. And I think that green beacon really has the potential to like do something like that. Like I really do see it being able to happen.
1: You know, Greensburg always feels like it's on this cusp of, of enormous potential. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it always seems to step on its own toes in some way. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's funny because, like, I mean, I've had this conversation with people a thousand times on the show, and it's, it's you know, it's the old boys' club. That's what is to blame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody is, or at least was, uh, very kind of particular about what would go on here and, you know, the businesses that could be here, the signage, the this, this, and that food trucks and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I think that as everything gets younger uh, and more kind of like hip to culture, uh, things are, things are changing pretty fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. More than I've ever seen it change. (laughs) I mean, I, I left and really decided I was never coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, And I lived in, in Boston for a while. I went to grad school up in Boston. Wow. And um, well, South of Boston. New, New Bedford, um, closer to Providence. And then I lived around Boston for a few years after that. And it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, you know, I could do everything I'm doing for a third of the cost, uh, back in Western Pennsylvania. You just have to, you know, understand that you're coming back into the vacuum.
0: Right. Yeah. Did you, Jay, did you have you moved away? Have you come back and moved away? I'm from uh, closer to Pittsburgh
2: okay. uh, originally, so I moved out here. Um, and the the gap is is the thing. I mean, I, I moved out here having made music in Pittsburgh for probably a decade. And then, um, you know, still wanting to maintain those ties while I'm out here is, is very rough because then mm-hmm. the people in Pittsburgh don't want to come out um, to Greensburg. No, they don't.
0: <laughs> It's scary for those people. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> Nobody from the city wants to come here right. ever.
2: Yeah. So um, that was interesting. I mean, I managed to put on some shows out here, just that were like, in like DIY shows, mm-hmm. and it was it was something that um, felt like it had been missing for since that time that you were talking about, um, and we got you know people coming to them um, who were like this we need more of this. So, um, it was just a a matter of, you know, finding the spaces for it. So yeah, that's, that's the eternal problem. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the the biggest thing that you're going to run into. Like you said earlier is just the venues. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do see like, maybe, you know, once this is all kind of over with, you know, I feel like, you know, breweries are having people in breweries Mm -hmm. are having bands in it's it's kind of like you know each business is kind of almost like they're encasing like an entire uh experience for people these days it's like you can go in and get food you can get drinks we're also going to have a band we're going to have trivia we're going to do this there's going to be a food truck outside like it's everything is just kind of like like let's just do everything we can to keep people here. It's what, like what was you strange? Know what, I mean?
2: what was strange for me moving out here was um, how much how how much of the experience in terms of uh, building yourself as a musician, how much of an experience playing at hotels was? <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna mention any in specific, but it seemed like anybody who was anybody had a spot at, at a specific hotel, um, you know, every weekend. So it was just that's funny, coming though. from playing like howlers and hambones and stuff like that. It was just such a such a strange thing to me. Is the only way you could get Greensburg famous? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> very seriously. <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah. It just like, that
2: and playing summer sounds. Those are the, like the two. I guess
0: yeah. that's what I was just gonna mention. Summer <laughs> sounds like. I mean, I hope to see. You know, the music fest uh that we had a couple of years or was that last year?
2: They've um, done that for two or three years. Yeah. Um that was great. I was a part of that just mm-hmm. playing solo. Um very much enjoyed that. Yeah. So
0: and the year uh twenty nineteen, that was the big one. That was awesome. Uh yeah. that was the one with all the stages all over the place. I think this they year, finally
2: got it off the ground there. Yeah. yeah. So
0: Yeah. I was, I was so excited because I actually had, I hadn't even known that it was going on that night and we had just went out to grab something to eat. And I was like, what are all these people doing here? (laughs) Like, it looks like New York down here. What's, you know, what's going on? And, uh, there were just like bands everywhere. And I was like, Whoa. And then the people walking down the street with a drink and I'm like, okay, like something awesome is happening here. Uh, we went in, ate, grabbed some food and, uh, grab some beers and just like walked around and saw some people play. And it was, it was fantastic. And then I spent like all of 2019, the rest of 2019 and everything up to March talking about how I can't wait for this year to, yeah, to do probably it. would have
2: been like April probably. <laughs> yeah. I think. So
0: yeah, it was a bummer, but uh I mean things like that. I mean, looking forward, um you know, I think that you guys will definitely be able to yeah. you know do way more than uh say if this was like three years ago in Greensburg
1: yeah, yeah that's true and Hopefully, and yeah. you know as it stands now we're just really trying to take this um sort of public downtime to to just hone our live show and mm-hmm. and finish out the remaining tracks that we're trying to put together
0: yeah so what do you do you guys have like enough of a repertoire to to put together an album. Is that what, uh, is that what the
2: idea is? Yeah. Um, I think we do. <laughs> yeah. I think we, the, we have pretty much everything written. It doesn't mean that we're stopped. We're still writing. Sure. But I would say we have a good, like 10 songs that could be an album, you know, once we have them recorded. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. When do you plan on releasing any of that?
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as as we're able to as we're able to record them, really. I yeah. mean, that's the other thing is we are recording DIY as well, mm-hmm. um, all just on our own, and he's he's uh, essentially producing and mixing it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I mean, uh, that's a question for Brian. No, <laughs> well, I mean, no pressure we're, or anything.
1: At this point, we've just been taking it one song at a time, right? Um, you know, there's sort of this balance between one night we'll work through practicing the the songs in a live sense and then maybe next week we'll record ben's uh drum track for this one song that's going to be our next recorded Mm -hmm. piece um and so i guess we'll continue to work in that sense for the next few months and then as we have our live show ready i think then we could focus more on starting to record the remaining tracks right now. They just exist in demo form that mm-hmm. we can work on by ourselves uh, right. during the week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if we looked at it in that sense, you know, summer.
2: Yeah. Uh, at, at this rate. Yeah, I would think yeah. so.
0: That's awesome. And you guys are, you guys are releasing something tomorrow. Is that, oh, is I, that I am. You I are. Am.
2: Yeah. Um, that's just sort of like a, um, uh, like a, an aside thing. I mean, I, I realized that I had done a bunch of collaborations over the last decade. And so I sort of just put them together. Um, and I'm going to be donating the, the, uh, the, the profits from that to proud Haven in Pittsburgh. Nice. So that's just, um, that's not really related to the group, but it's something that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there are two, cool. two of the Somalia tracks that are on it. Uh, the bar Bore and, uh, my hypocrisy. So yeah, that, that is coming. That's awesome. Right. That's really cool. I mean, How are the
0: other guys in the band like really are they as amped for the future of this or is there anyone specifically that's like kind of, you know, really pumping the brakes on like going out and playing a live show or anything like that?
2: I don't know that we're I don't know that any of us are uh, are really set up for like going to like let's do a live show with an audience, Mm -hmm. you know, next week. Um, it's almost hard to imagine that right now. Yeah. (laughs) It's just bizarre. Yeah. That's the thing is is it's, um, you know, for the people doing it, I mean, there are some venues that could accommodate stuff like that, but there are so many that can't. So, and so many ones that would probably be very suitable for us that can't, uh, yet just because of how they're set up. So, um, yeah, I don't think, any of us have been like, Oh, we have this chance for this gig next week, you know, in public at a bar at a dive bar. Um, I think we, we know, you know, you have to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we're finding opportunities that take it seriously. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's good.
1: And I I think we're really, I know I'm enjoying the, the writing and the practice process right now where, when we bring things to the other guys, I, I think that Ben has been really, um, instrumental in building some of how we structure our tracks as well, because, um, he's, he's not been just doing standard drum beats. He really does get creative with his, his beats. And, and, uh, I think that makes it more fun for us as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to, got to sort of contribute something. Um, and that's, that's, yeah, it's just been great. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. So with the independent kind of like feel to your music and stuff like that and his his experimentation with the drums, like are we talking like different timings, things oh, yeah. like that? Like so things that are really kind of giving you guys way more fun when you're when it comes to writing something. 100%. That's what I'm saying. You guys are like a very technical, not your standard like four four punk band. Yeah
1: yeah well, I mean that happened last week yeah it did happen last week, yeah. yeah,
2: and it's it was something that i i I couldn't even wrap my head around, so I had to film them playing it so I could sit and learn like a, like, a, like a caveman, yeah that, I had to figure out this twelve eight with an additional ten beats or something. I still don't fully understand it at this point, <laughs> to be honest, but i'll yeah. I'll get it once I watch it enough. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad that you guys stopped in to like talk about all of this. I'm really glad that you reached out a second time. Uh, the Instagram account for the show is just like you know everybody reaching out. Everybody wants to like you know talk about their their project or their
2: business or something take, like take, that. So it takes a finely crafted email. It really does.
0: I mean, it stood out, and I was just like, ah, so nice.
1: <laughs> well, we really appreciate you having us.
2: Thank
0: oh you. yeah, for sure. Thank you. Why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can find you guys until they can see you live.
1: There's a
2: website that is uh, a Um, there are social media accounts that are Somalia PGH. So facebook.com slash Instagram.com slash Somalia Um, and you guys are on bandcamp as well. Bandcamp as well. They'll be able to find that through the through the website. Like pretty nice. much, yeah, just go to smalla band.com, everything's linked there.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And we do actually have a pretty uh, pretty awesome surprise Exclusive. for the uh, for the listeners of this show. Um, you guys are going to release a track or at least a, a bit of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
2: we're going to preview a track here today called Live a Little. Very awesome. So mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to play out to
0: that. And uh, I just want to say thanks again for you guys stopping in.
2: We've always talked about growing old and gray There's so much time to spend I had to leave you So, so far
0: All right, so that was the preview track for Live a Little, a new upcoming song for the band Sommelier. Uh Thanks to Brian and Jay for stopping in. You can check them out at Facebook, Instagram, their website, and a site called Bandcamp. All of those links are right down in the show notes. Again, this episode of this podcast was brought to you by Brian Nicholas Jewelry. You guys should stop down there. It's right down here in Greensburg. They're right inside of the Pond and Jewelry Exchange. So it's definitely a little hidden gem inside of greensburg i mean they're not your typical jewelry shop there's no stuffiness there's no intimidation or anything like that they're really there to help you out and the fact that they are a husband and wife team really makes it a welcoming atmosphere as i said earlier you have access to a master jeweler and a certified appraiser right there on site they can do everything for you right there on site so it's very cool you can find them on instagram facebook at brian nicholas jewelry and uh you can even just stop in and say hey that's how loose the atmosphere is there it's really cool just pop in say hey ask some questions and they'll tell you what's up go check them out i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time